0: We get it. Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com/us.
2: dog warning the following podcast contains a thorough dissection of three theme park stunt shows one will make you say what a feeling one is possibly too old for this shit and one stands in the darkness afraid to step into the light hey those are great hints it's podcast the ride Welcome to Podcast The Ride, the theme park podcast whose famous stunts aren't physical, but actually weeks long themed shows about outdoor shopping malls. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me, as always, Jason Sheridan.
1: Uh, yeah, that's accurate. That's a good assessment. I would yeah, say so.
2: We, I would like to do more physical stunts, but there really doesn't seem to be an opportunity unless we're doing some sort of live show. So I guess if we do more live shows, I would not mind being set on fire. Uh, Let me bring Scott Gardner in here, as always, as well to weigh in on being set on fire.
3: (laughs) uh, I suppose. Well, the demonstrations
2: make it seem pretty simple as long as you got a good team on your side. Yeah, the team is very important, from what I understand about stunt shows. I'm not saying I need to do the full like man on fire thing where he like lurches forward and then falls into the water. Maybe just sort of like my arm set on fire, where they put something thick around your arm, maybe like a wrap. And then they set that on fire, and then a person comes with a fire extinguisher and puts it out real quick. That's more mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
1: Nomex, some Nomex involved. I believe that's the uh, you know stuff that doesn't catch on fire that protects you. Oh, I didn't. I. I yeah. I guess. Yeah. Please. Nomex. Please. <laughs> I need. There's to a gel. Max. There's a gel as well.
3: Hmm. Um, um. Which we can just do on our own, right? We can just, if we just buy some Nomex and like watch a YouTube tutorial or two, and then we don't need like a fire marshal around. Yeah, I think that's
2: probably okay. I
3: think next time we try
1: it at home.
2: I would like to, yeah, pledge next time we do a live show, whenever this social distancing is over, there will at least be one stunt in the show. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to say it's fire. I'm just going to say I want a stunt, some kind of stunt in the show. So that's my point.
3: Well, so, I mean, most of the stuff, most of the shows that we're going to talk about today have a warning about only trained professionals should do this. Um, Do we consider ourselves trained professionals because we've watched so many stunt shows? Like, does that count?
2: Uh, Yes, I think that actually does count. I think sometimes people discount people that aren't trained formally and they think that they can't do something well. But... I know there's many, uh, many professional wrestlers I've read about who just started out doing their you know, backyard wrestling and they self-trained and they're real good. So I think there's a lot of examples. Also, p- like piano and guitar. People don't necessarily take lessons and they can become sort of virtuosos. So I think we have watched enough YouTube clips of people doing stunts for us to comfortably be able to pull off a stunt in a live show.
3: Yeah, so our next live show is going to be uh, playing piano and guitar on wires. <laughs> um, we got to connect a piano to wires also and it has to fly around to concurrently synced like up a, with us. Like
2: Tommy Lee or uh, what was the other Oh, Astral World the tour. Uh the uh-huh. Astral World tour and I'm forgetting. I think uh, Kiss
3: is flying around uh, typically also. I saw a recent Kiss live video and they were there on wires. Okay. They're moving the, real slow, I was say, they, a real slow freights. <laughs>
2: at their age, they're on wires. Yeah,
3: but it's not quite zipping around um, like, you know, it's, it's not Peter yeah, Pan style. No, no, no. Yes. And there's no there's no flips or, or anything. Right. Um, it's 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 kind of moving at the speed of like the uh, the handicapped seat on the stairwell <laughs> moving up real slow. <laughs> so is it, uh, so, so it they're flipped.
1: essentially taking an elevator on its last legs up <laughs> like, it, well, it works, but the inspection date is in two weeks. So um, it might not be working after that, you know. <laughs>
2: Is it just a practical reason they're using it? Maybe, like, they're having a hard time getting from backstage to the front of the stage, and it's just easier on their hips if wires lift them and bring them to the front of the stage.
3: Like, they need ramps, but instead they're using wires in their
2: concerts. Yeah, maybe some old folks, too, in their homes. Maybe if there were wire space systems, they could get up and down the stairs easier than with that slow-moving chair. Oh yeah. I is this a uh, is this potentially an episode
3: I do is this count as themed entertainment just uh, doing a history of musicians performing on wires in their shows. Mm, sounds good to me. I that that seems like a lot of fun cuz we just named a couple is Kiss. I know um, um, Garth Brooks, a uh, big wire guy. Oh yeah. Really? Um, <laughs> what? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think he, uh, maybe the first country wire guy, he might've brought wires to the country fold for the first time. Well, um, uh, I've seen a really good performance from, uh, I forget which award show, maybe the American music awards. Um, that is a performance of uh yacht rock classic sailing, um, with NSYNC and real Christopher cross. And when the chorus strikes, and they sing about sailing. They go flying. All of sync leaves the ground, and Christopher Cross does not. He stays grounded because he's not doing <laughs> wires at his age. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I just, if we just all looked up who's done wire flying, I think that'd be a lot of fun.
2: I think we haven't really. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this on the show, but I do think I don't know, Jason, you chime in. I think we all have an affection for wire flying.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I know Pink had some very elaborate. Wire work in her shows for a while, and then she got mm. fucked up doing. it. Oh my! A few oh. years ago, yeah.
2: Because mm. like wire wires in general, I mean, there's a great um, Little Mermaid show in Tokyo Disney Sea, where oh you're basically Scott. You didn't see this, right? I did see it. Oh, you yeah, did. It was, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Shockingly great. It's so basically, yeah. You're the idea is like you're on the sea floor and you're looking above. And watching Ariel and her sisters, and I guess I forget—is King Triton involved? Um, he's a—is uh, he a puppet? How do they represent
3: him? I yeah, I think I think it's an animatronic.
2: Um, wow! But yeah, you're you're watching like the whole Little Mermaid show above you on wires, you know, in a very like kind of intimate theater, um, with some cool effects. So I think there's yeah. a lot of
3: like different uh, pivot and spin points on those wire. That's like uh, you know. Uh, th- there's like 16 wires involved in that. That's just not like the two
2: picking you up, right? Yes. And there's a, I mean, there's a great history of wire work. Obviously, Tinkerbell at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the episode wires exclamation point! I think that's kind of what we've hit on here is that there's just going to be an episode called wires in the future of podcast The Ride. <laughs> sounds good
3: to me. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah um hopefully we don't b- land upon too many like uh, grizzly <laughs> accidents oh, as we look not. up wires I,
1: sure. I should say pink was okay pink was okay and it looked very cool what she was doing mm. well yeah that's see,
3: yeah she did wires on some award show i saw yeah she's yeah she's good right. um well she's in wires a lot of fun folks in wires um for right now uh we are here at Stunt Show Showdown 2, a sequel to an episode from our first month.
0: Yeah. This was
3: forever ago. Yes. It's
1: like Son of the Mask coming out all those years later. <laughs> it's a real Viva
3: Rock Vegas. It just yeah. took a lot. There's just a lot of issues pulling it together. We were able to reassemble the original cast, unlike Viva Rock Vegas and Son of the Mask. <laughs>
1: Yeah. back or backdraft two. backdraft two got some of the cast
3: yes yeah yeah, and um so they're to be commended for that but we this is more than just quick little cameos this is the full original cast of stunt show showdown from <laughs> 2017 reunited here in 2020 uh i don't know what took us so long i i uh, I, I liked the first one and um, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what you guys have in store.
2: There were just so many good, you know, there were so many good other episodes we forgot.
1: Yeah, That's my feeling. it showed how naive we were because, I mean, Sindbad and the uh, Spider Man musical, not the Broadway musical, but the Universal Hollywood musical, we could easily get full episodes out of both of those uh, now. What was the third? Was the third a Batman show?
3: Yeah. Yeah. From Six Flags. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those would all be their own thing easily at this point. Um, We even, I don't know the timeline that this is coming out, but either soon or it's already come out. We did a second gate about a quote unquote stunt show that like, I think barely even qualifies to be in this episode Mm -hmm. and yet it's its own episode on the second gate.
2: Yes, that's true. I I will say what the one I'm going to present today, you'll probably say that I should be taken out of this showdown that I, that mine doesn't really qualify as a stunt show, but I'm not even sure where where we would put it. Hmm. I guess in sort of in the same vein as what you're talking about, like a street type show, but anyway, we'll, we'll get there. We'll
3: figure it out. Yeah. Well, that might be a, a good cause to discuss what is a stunt show? What makes something a stunt show? Um, and if it does not qualify, then perhaps we'll have to give it the, the negative rating, you guys have I had to go back into the episode and remember that we did first of all I had to remember did we in the first one all were the stunt shows all competing against each other and apparently the answer was no <laughs> um so there's no. no winner in this okay um the winner is all of us for uh, gleaning and sharing information um it was that we judged each one that we all presented on a scale of that, it's either a perfect aerial flip or a misaimed kick in the dick. Oh, that is right. what. Right, that right, that is what we did. Uh, I had to go back and brave an old episode. Um, I listened to as little of it as possible. I've, I listen to episodes now. I, I didn't used to, but uh, I don't. I haven't heard anything we did in the for, for the first ten or so, and uh,
2: yeah, I, I don't have any interest in it. I hear. I agree. <laughs> um, I listened to some of the. I listened to these if I've edited the episode but oh, I've sure. so Yeah. 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 Um, it was a
3: long time ago. It was the uh, it was the, the, the Feral era, in fact. Hmm. I don't
2: even, that name doesn't even sound familiar.
3: It's like the Gene Demanian era of
2: SNL. It's yeah. rarely discussed. I don't even remember. That's a different, that feels like a different lifetime.
3: <laughs> kind of yeah. does. Well, for one, it's when we used to be able to go outside. Oh,
2: that must That's be part true. of it. Remember? Do you remember? I forget when that was. That feels yes, it uh, feels like a dream. Feels like we've been inside for a year, I think. But it's been, I think so, it's yeah. Been days, it's been days. <laughs> we might have
3: already. What if we already did this entire episode word for word and don't even remember it?
2: That's how hazed we are. Uh, that's that. Yeah, I I could believe that. I could. Uh, there's been times recently when we're doing the show and I go, have I said this a million times? before or never or is it all happening at once is it sort of now has this all driven us mad and we're all realizing now that like time doesn't isn't really linear and we've all like it's just an infinite loop and we're all repeating the same thing over and over again
1: i know for sure i have texted uh did we talk about this in conversation did i talk about this in conversation with someone else or did we talk about this on air while recording Yes. And a lot of the times n- n- we're not quite sure. <laughs> I was going to say, the answer is
2: I don't know. <laughs>
1: the answer to all three is usually maybe. <laughs> mm hmm.
3: I yeah. just listened to something from one of our um, quarantined episodes where I like repeated information that I had said in the previous sentence. <laughs> and i and i'm and i'm <laughs> worried about listening to episodes from the first month <laughs> yeah. i think they're i think the, the biggest problems are happening right now
2: yeah that's probably yeah. right <clears throat> yeah so <laughs> anyway we're losing our minds is what we're saying
3: <laughs> yeah we are we are uh, um but you know uh I, i'm happy to be revisiting uh, this old format and to talk about three different stunt shows i think you guys know what mine is because i threw it out there but i don't know what your guys are so i'm really excited to learn uh how do we begin how do we get into this huh
1: well i can start because one of my discoveries about mine is that uh you'd think this stunt show had entered the witness protection program there's so little paper trail on mine But
3: I've this is why, so. like now, yeah. To qualify for being in this uh, three-topic episode, it has to. There has to only be like five available sentences about right. it. Uh, that's the only way we can make it fit. Of course.
1: Well, should should I kick it off? Because I Mike Mike has me so intrigued. I don't. I feel like uh, feel like we need to build to Mike's mystery topic. I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah, kick it off, Jason.
2: I think I think Scott. Honestly, I think Scott should be the main event. Mine's a little shorter. Oh, okay, yeah, a little bit. Anyway
3: um well yeah kick it off slam it it off off, jason
1: okay well that's an appropriate attitude to go into because i want to take you back to the go go mid 90s (laughs) six flags great adventure a park Mm. that sits on a lake and when you have a lake what are you doing you're doing a water stunt spectacular specifically the movie we were all thinking about in 1996, The Lethal Weapon Water Stunt Spectacular. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. Have I? I Okay, so this, I think, has been mentioned very briefly on the show because for me, well, one, I had to research this topic just to make sure I didn't imagine this happening. <laughs> but two, the uh, reason I know I didn't imagine it is because, like Inception, I have. Uh, did they call them totems in that movie? What did they call yeah, the yeah. top
3: and stuff? The, the top, yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. so. Uh,
1: I saw the lethal weapon water stunt spectacular at some point in the mid nineties. It it ran at the park from nineteen ninety six until September two thousand one.
3: Make a great adventure myth- is the one uh, in New Jersey with King Dakar that we talked about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of been in the air recently on the show. Um, Yeah. Great adventure. Six Flags Great Adventure in uh, New Jersey. It's kind of equidistant between New York City and Philadelphia. So um, kind of a big regional uh, park for the area I grew up in. And we would go a lot for I mean, it's it's a day park, you know, people just go for the day. I think there's one or two hotels close by. But um, it has the drive-through safari, or it used to. Now they've kind of modified that a little. But um, we would go, especially, like, the years we didn't go to Disney, we had a tendency to go to, like, Six Flags Great Adventure or Dorney Park, which uh, Cedar Fair owns now. Uh, that's in Pennsylvania, in Allentown. Um, but anyway, the the Lethal Weapons show... I remember seeing. And so 1996 is right smack dab in between Lethal Weapon 3 and Lethal Weapon 4, which I remember the promotion. They really promoted Lethal Weapon 4, which also added, uh, in addition to Riggs and Myrtle and then um, Joe Pesci, Lethal Weapon 4 added Rene Russo and Chris Rock to the cast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, this... The the Lethal weapon and Stunt show features lookalikes for Mel Gibson. And, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Who was Murtaugh? Danny Glover. Danny Glover, Glover, right. And and it features a lookalike for a bleach blonde Joe Pesci. Because if you recall those movies, which I uh, really do not recall much of them, uh, Joe Pesci is in them with bleach blonde hair. I'm going to send you guys one of the few images. Leo Leo Getz yes that was his character you can see this is the YouTube preview image for what little video is of this show and you can find video I can send you this link too there's video on YouTube and what it is is not B-roll it says it's the A-roll camera for a commercial shoot for this stunt show so it's like a lot of slow motion footage of Jet skis and speedboats. There's a moment where Myrtle does a somersault in front of a tank firing a gun that exp- <laughs> and the tank explodes. Hell yeah! It's wow. it's kind of awesome. But yeah, this ran for like five years or so at Six Flags really? Great Adventure on the water. It had a big sequence where um, a speedboat jumps through a houseboat set and it it i remember thinking it was awesome and famously the why i remember it is because after the show we got to go up and meet the cast and they gave out spent bullet casings
3: (laughs) oh wait you've mentioned this before that sounds familiar So
1: next time I go uh, back to uh, my mom's house, I have to try and find this bullet casing. I'm sure they love it when you bring spent bullet casings on airplanes. But um, (laughs) yeah, they were just giving out bullet casings to children.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you? I mean, do you're like, oh, this was awesome when you got the casing?
1: Oh, I was psyched. I was so excited to go up and get like a blank the, the bullet casing for a blank. Um, so this, this takes place on this took place on the lake. Uh, there was a lot of barges and uh, it was you would sit in these bleachers for the Great Lake Grandstand, which was uh, built with the park opening and eventually demolished uh, and replaced by a roller coaster briefly named Total Mayhem and then renamed to the Joker. Oh, it got Joker-fied. It got Joker-fied. That's right. Now, if you're talking total mayhem, uh, the Joker,
2: you know? He is total mayhem.
1: He is total mayhem.
2: Which Joker Joker do you know? Was it, like, modeled after just the comic book Joker, or was there a specific?
1: Yeah, I I believe it's modeled after the comic book uh, Joker, like the 80s, 90s one. Right, Um, right. So uh I, there there is like I said there's very little record of this stunt show online what I a lot of what I found I found on the website greatadventurehistory.com and they place this in context you know, on their website they they talking about season 23 uh, the 1996 mm-hmm. year On the heels of Six Flags Great Adventure's record-breaking season in 1995, when attendance surpassed 4 million guests for the first time, the park was at an all-time high heading into 1996. And this was a new attraction for 1996. The other thing that opened up that was really big was an indoor roller coaster called Skull Mountain and then a Birds of Prey uh, wildlife show. (laughs) Oh, not
3: pre-based on the movie.
1: No, no, not, well, not based on the, not, not based on birds of
3: prey. Yeah. Not birds of prey. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> right.
2: And I, Jason, I, I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but I assume it was birds of prey based on the hero group, birds of prey. Cause Harley, cause they took the turn, the name birds of prey and they've, they've made it with different characters, but it used to be like with Oracle, AKA Barbara Gordon. Am I correct?
1: Uh, well that is the original birds i meant like hawks and eagles <laughs> i meant the literal birds of prey <laughs> you did not mean the dc comic
2: heroine characters
1: no i did not okay. i did not mean that
2: well i got excited
1: sorry uh so here's you can get excited by uh some poor theme park journalism uh, Okay. because that is another piece of this show i found found an article in the New York Daily News that is 20 facts about the three new experiences coming to Six Flags Great Adventure. And this article is insane because it is a numbered list of one through 20, but they alternate which ride they're talking about. So they'll talk (laughs) about explosions for a couple facts and then just talk about, you know, a griffin vulture has a wingspan of seven feet. (laughs)
3: they don't tell you if you're talking about a coast a stunt show or birds and
1: yeah that's right uh like here's number two the dock explosion in the lethal weapon show is ignited by a propane line and the billowing flames reach a scorching 2000f so they didn't spell check it either 2000f 2000 F there's no degrees. They miss the word degrees
2: <laughs> over 2000 Fs.
1: <laughs>
3: also, I, I joined you on New York daily I looked up this yeah. article. It yeah. is a disaster. It's crazy. Uh, this, the, 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 this, uh, my, my side of the episode might stop recording because of a virus by the end of this, there's so much shit popping up. And I just to make sure when you mentioned inception a little bit ago, I Googled inception totems yeah. and it was totems. That's right. And now I have a pop-up ad for a fucking totem <laughs> on New York daily com. Whoa. <laughs> this sucks. That is too much listening to me. <laughs> too much spyware wow i'm so mad at this website anyway continue
1: you mean to tell me the new york daily news uh jared kushner joint oh wait no is that the new york observer that'd be too perfect i don't know i'm sure it's owned
3: by someone terrible
1: yeah okay um my favorite fact in this is uh, number five. Once Riggs's trailer home blows up, look for a toilet and a box of milk bone dog biscuits in the rumble. Lethal Weapon fans will remember the tense moment when a ready-to-detonate bomb trapped Murtaugh on the toilet in Lethal Weapon 2. And dog biscuits are the favorite snack of the ever-self-destructive Riggs. <laughs> Which I forgot in the movie that Mel Gibson stomps around eating dog biscuits. Yeah, I'll
2: be honest, I did too. That's <laughs> That honestly, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if real Mel Gibson did that too.
1: I wouldn't either. Uh <laughs> Richard Donner, the director, also I believe came back for all four of these movies. He did, yes. And yeah. he's
2: coming back for Lethal Weapon 5, I read. He's 90 is years that, old.
1: Is that happening?
2: Yes, it's happening. Original cast. Uh I, they didn't say he Richard Donner would be directing, but they did say and Richard Donner will be back. Uh, yeah, and he, I believe he just turned 90 or is turning 90. So
1: wow once, wow,
2: once they're making movies again, uh, buckle up.
1: He, the last thing he did was the movie 16 blocks starring Bruce Willis. And before that it was lethal weapon four.
2: Yeah. I, he's, he's had an interesting career. I mean, he, he's been around forever. I mean, he made Superman when he was like 50, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I believe that's right um so what else can i say about this show i mean there's some other facts there's a big um motorboat in a daredevil stunt a motorboat crashes through a yacht flying 10 feet in the air that is in the you can find that in the a roll b roll footage i sent you guys which has no sound it's just very it's like cool slow motion explosions and boat jumps um uh yeah i mean the show looks cool and you can also see in the comments on the video people who were in the show go like man this was a hell of a time i always liked pink team but i I didn't trust white team (laughs) like people just talking about their their co-worker memories from working on it
2: wow i mean i assume yeah it was like it's a it's we've said many times before it's like uh a theater company yeah where you get very bonded you know, jumping on the back of a water ski and pretending to punch someone in the back, which is a clip I'm watching right now of this stunt show, which yeah. I really, oh, yeah. I really enjoy. The the like fake punches to like the person's shoulder while they've like they're behind them on a jet ski.
1: Yes, there's some good stuff. Uh, the Murtaugh uh, uh, actor crawling out of the lake. The other thing about this lake is, from the pictures from the 90s, it looks like you could pretty much just walk into the lake. Like, there was a tiny (laughs) fence that I think even I could have stepped over and just walked into the lake.
2: Well, that's something you often have said, that you're looking to walk into a lake. Oh, Uh, sure. The ocean, lake, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you're right. You say, I'm going to walk into the ocean. That's something you say often. So this would have been um, perfect for that. There's a couple different, and I'm not sure, is this, I'm sure there was a Batman show here, too, because I've seen a different Batman water show. And it's interesting because it looks like it just opens up into a swamp. It looks or uh, like a...
1: There's swamps and, and marshes, yeah, and, and some nature trails back there. I had the 1996, um, the front of the map, I think I sent you guys the back of the map that features the lethal weapon, which, of course, features a a boat jumping in front of an explosion. And the the Batman Forever show was running in 96 and that had its own um, like amphitheater. So they had two stunt shows going at one time.
2: Wow. So maybe it wasn't this one. We'll we'll get into that eventually, I'm sure. Um, But uh, yeah, that's I see the picture now and that they have the classic Batman Forever Batmobile with like the weird i don't know what you would call it slats
1: in the batmobile yes very very distinctive to batman forever
2: yeah all the batmobiles are good that's sort of a stance i have all batmobiles forever. are good
3: i don't think there's been a bad batmobile that's yeah. right you can you can have people have qualms about specific bat Batman, but um uh, <laughs> you know the cars are always good
2: yeah the cars always uh what you know what just a quick side note what's everyone's favorite batmobile
1: uh batman animated series maybe
2: all right that's a good one i have a toy of that sitting right next to me here uh scott um
3: maybe predictable but it's hard to say no to the original the 60s batman yeah yeah and i live pretty close to the chuck barris uh, facility uh which has a big mural of it uh in the valley and uh so makes me happy when i pass by that sometimes mm-hmm. there is a batmobile the, the adult batmobile in the original and one time and i still don't know why i was at my high school and a, and the old batmobile was there oh it's like wow. someone had it and i still Ooh. don't know why and it shot flames in my high school parking lot Whoa. it was a surreal day it was wonderful That's so awesome. I, I might have so i might have to go there although I even this you, you only said mobiles but i'm also i love the 60s helicopter was oh that yeah one? that bubble helicopter that yeah. uh, uh he flies over the city and everyone waves at him
2: um that's <laughs> well, my favorite part of that movie and just like everyone waves at batman for five minutes well that's and that's the one he hangs off and he gets the shark on his leg that's the shark repellent sequence yeah, yeah yeah that's great uh i think i am i i have a toy of that as well uh <laughs> i do i have some affection for the batman and robin batmobile though i think that one's kind of cool yeah so it's i like of, the
3: one that you're currently sh- showing me here because it reminds me of the the music video for kiss from a rose yeah i i see this taking off real fast uh set to baby um makes me makes me happy to look at
2: mm-hmm. sure well we'll yeah. do, we'll get we'll get to the full dissection of all the batmobiles eventually a lot of Batman stuff coming. Yeah, you know, you know what
3: doesn't make me happy to look at. Sorry to go back to this. After the ad for the Inception totem went away, I got a new <laughs> ad for a face mask. Perhaps uh, because of the virus, a face mask with the V for Vendetta face on it.
1: That this <laughs> That's sucks. Awesome.
3: The guy box mask. Um, I don't care. I don't know. Whatever. This is some dystopian shit. Looking at a V for Vendetta. Face masks, so I can go outside in virus times on newyorkdailynews.com. This is garbage. I'm not going back <laughs> to this website ever again.
2: Yeah, you may um, need to you may need to uh, completely erase your hard drive and and reinstall your operating system. I'm throwing the whole computer away as soon as, <laughs> as
3: soon as we're done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know when the new one's going to come. We're not going to be able to record for like six months,
2: but mm. that's why I got to do what I got to do. Just record it into your phone and send it, text it over, and I'll piece it together just be memo quality sure yeah,
1: that's yeah. fun i found um so the i think the last artifact i found i mean i sent you guys have some screen grabs the the screen grab of the uh youtube window is the rotting barges they just, that were just left <laughs> from this show uh left in the lake i don't know the current state of them but they demolished this grandstand i said a few years ago um but the other artifact i found of lethal weapon is a again poorly formatted because it's so old it is from backstage magazine it's a casting notice for theme park roles from february 2001 and at great adventure they were staffing up for walk around looney tunes characters dancers who can sing technicians and stunt performers for the batman forever show and the lethal weapon stunt show they didn't list a rate but the six flags fiesta texas casting notice lists stunt performers make uh more than five hundred dollars per week so pretty good. pretty good, I guess, in, in 2001 numbers, um, you know, I think it, at a certain point, this all just becomes r- the same routines you kind of step through. Um, a lot of these parks, of course, are seasonal because of the weather. So the season usually runs like May to October, depending on Halloween stuff and when they open up in the spring.
3: Right. So when it's summer in the late '90s in New Jersey, it's a hell of a time to be a stunt performer.
1: It. Oh man, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, the the Riggs and Murtaugh actors are probably partying, partying so hard in Central New Jersey. <clears throat>
3: yep. Different girl every time they wake
1: up. Perhaps sure. more than one. And I bet. The, I mean, the Leo gets the Joe Pesci act uh, like stand-in. I mean he had, he probably had to be a funny guy so he's probably doing all right with the ladies too um mm-hmm.
3: so the photo you sent of him he looks a lot like john daly not our friend the comedian but golfer john daly yes <laughs> bleach um, blonde I'm hair gonna- <laughs> um uh goofy shirts um goofy attitude
1: Oh uh the other thing you can notice uh, the bad guys in this are very clearly the nondescript 80s 90s bad guys of like green and black fatigues and red berets uh this is before <laughs> this is before ev- um, every movie made the bad guy of middle eastern descent this was like generic baddies and that's how you just filled out Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> movies yeah, Air Force
3: One is kind of that. Air
1: Force One, Con Air, I think. Mm, yeah, a little. Yeah. The Rock, certainly. Um, I, I Yeah, I miss generic
3: terrorists. generists. Yeah. Gener, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I grew up thinking that was the worst thing that I would have to face as an adult. Is like, you know, maybe if you're unlucky, there's some beret guys on a plane that you're on or... Someone you know beret guy. But, I like beret guys. Just, just yeah. beret guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's, beret there's a guys. beret guy on the plane. Oh no, <laughs> a second and a third, and one beret girl.
1: <laughs> yes, Scott's there was calling. one one beret girl. Uh, well, if it, if it was a black beret, it was probably a Frenchman that was going to walk into an open manhole. But if it's a red beret, watch out.
2: Now I know why you didn't have such a great time at Disneyland Paris because there must have been so many berets there because you were in France. <laughs> I was and You were suspicious. You were nervous. Every
3: yeah. single one of them. I, yeah, I was. I was raised to fear beret wearers. Yeah, that. Oh, it makes so much sense. I really. I've never been able to handle watching that movie about the. I've never seen it, but I it, that movie about the terrorist Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> right i yeah. have the right read yeah. on that don't i yes i think yes the cover has always scared me with you it's hellraiser with me it's Rushmore. hmm i, get, I mean, yeah.
1: you're not max fisher is kind of a terror <laughs> he's definitely a terror uh <laughs> he does yeah he blows a lot of shit up <laughs> yeah it's true
2: well yeah. i guess it makes a lot of sense Mm, yeah,
1: but I'm but then the um Street Fighter live action movie paved new way because I believe Jean Claude Van Damme as the good guy in that wears a blue beret as Guile. Oh right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme is Guile.
1: Oh, so
3: it depends on the beret color. Yeah. yeah. Red and Burgundy always a problem.
2: Right. Yes. Darker, yeah. I guess red is yeah, it's a more sinister color than blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's it. So just check that color. Don't be blindly afraid of
3: all beret wearers. Right. That's a good PSA. It's a nice lesson. It's a lesson that with the Lethal Weapon Stunt show teaches you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of fun. I I wish there was yeah. there was more on this. That footage you sent is is wonderful looking. Uh like like the the sunlight beaming thirty five millimeter film.
2: Um
1: it looks like
2: Great! It, it looks it like looks you could. Awesome! It, it, <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like footage from like a better Thunder in Paradise or something. Yeah. Like it looks like you could put it into a syndicated action adventure show. Uh,
3: yeah, feels very syndicated opening. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why somebody didn't buy this footage and
2: cut it into uh, footage of a much more boring show that <laughs> rarely has jet skiing in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure oh. at this point no, no TV shows are in production, so I think we should throw it out to the universe that uh, this footage is still available to be used as a TV show.
1: Yeah. I also sent along uh, one of the rare—one uh, of the 90s, that classic 80s, 90s illustrations, park map illustration style, and that does list the Lethal Weapon uh, show— on the grandstand as you can see like they they built their like log flume uh on the water too so uh that looks very cool i did not remember that
2: right yeah that's Um, that's that uh kinetic energy we're talking about
1: yeah kinetic energy and then and then they have rapids and that's all the way on the other side of the park so great adventure yeah great adventure much more like nature wise aesthetically pleasing than than magic mountain i'll say
3: yeah, that makes sense. Uh, mo- most things are
2: <laughs> Magic Mountain. <laughs> <It's> aesthetic.
3: <laughs> the aesthetic of no many, no aesthetics oh, or too man. many aesthetics. Um, I cannot
2: wait to go back to Magic Mountain. When this is all over, that's the first thing you're going to do. That's the first thing I'm going to go, and I'm going to say, "Oh, they must not have painted things in a while because of the virus." <laughs> got on a lot of slick wow oh, yeah a lot wow. of stuff has seemed like it's decayed here because of the virus
1: everything's look things are back to normal every every building is being hosed down for some reason <laughs> first thing in the morning get the hose on spray the building spray the walkways <laughs>
2: uh, yeah it'll happen it'll happen at least hopefully hopefully in the next uh, decade yeah that's the
3: hope. That's the dream. Uh, that's wonderful. What do we uh, uh, What do we call this? Is this oh, yeah, a yeah. Uh, Is this a perfect aerial flip or a same kick in the dick? I'll say. Per- seems like perfect
2: aerial flip to me.
3: Seems like perfect aerial flip from Great. what we can tell. Great. Yeah. I love it. Good show. Good show. Good show. Um,
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com.
3: They're like, if casual and cool had a baby.
1: Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com.
2: Yeah. Mike, what do we got? Mike. All right. So here's the thing. Like, when we say stunt show, when we break down what it means to be a stunt show, like, we think stunt show means guns and fire and either like ATVs or jet skis. Like, that seems to be the, the thing when you consider something a stunt show but is what is what would you like a stunt does that mean like it's dangerous or does that mean somebody's just showing off a skill that would be considered a stunt to a, a normal person i'm getting nervous here you know is da- is dancing in an area on high like construction equipment is that a stunt show because i would argue it's more dangerous than a normal dance performance
1: well, it's definitely intriguing, I'll say that. All right, let me see
2: if I can actually just screen share and show you what I'm talking about here. I believe I can. Hopefully it'll work and I won't have to edit it, this out. All right, how are you doing here? Can you I'm see? I'm seeing it. I'm, yep. Yeah. All right, uh, this is Flashdance in an oh Italian... God. This is in an Italian movie land theme park. And it is a show... As you can see, where uh, on a little tiny set that's a construction area, a man in a nice suit comes out and explains from what I assume because I don't speak Italian, he, he explains that we're about to see I, essentially the main character from Flashdance uh, dance and do a routine on all this scaffolding and construction equipment. So I From Flashdance? Who's the main character Flashdance? I have all this written down because I have not seen the film Flashdance. Hold on, let me grab this. Uh, Flashdance, I know she's an 18-year-old welder. It's Jennifer Beals. Uh, And she's Alex Owens. That's the character. And uh, this is a very short show, but it's on a tiny stage. So here, let me just fast forward a little bit. So two of the songs uh, appear... Uh, what a Feeling Happens Later, and then this is... Hold on, let me find it. It says it on the bottom here. It's uh, He's a Dream from Flashdance. That's one of the famous scenes of Flashdance. It's probably the one you've seen where she dumps the water on herself on the stage. So but this, that should be to Maniac, shouldn't it? At least that's in the video. That, Music is, video, that is in the video, but the clip I watched from the uh, movie, it's this song. So <laughs> as you can see, there is just one single performer scaling a construction <laughs> site in a big curly wig like it's a Halloween costume of uh, Rhea Perlman on Cheers yes and she's got like construction clothes on and she's slowly taking them off in a seductive way I Again, see the this bucket is, I
1: see Chekhov's bucket there is a
2: bucket on this construction site so she is like holding onto poles she is like doing what I would call like uh, she's doing like mild acrobatics
1: <laughs> She's hanging. She's got good upper arm strength. She's hanging. And I see the chair. I see the rope. Something's coming.
3: Um, I see the bucket.
2: There's the bucket. And the moment's happening. Is it gonna take her wig off? She's get, She took her pants off. So now she's wearing a leotard. Oh, This spinning. is European. She is spinning around, and she's like doing that kind of like dancer pounding on the ground with her. Like she stepped on a, a bucket that might have like concrete in it. It could have any sort of material for building or renovating.
1: Do you seem a very sturdy? Yes. Yeah, that bucket definitely wobbled. <laughs> so now
2: here's here's another uh, another song, another music. Now she's trying to get the audience, which is just a little group of people. It reminds me of the Muppets' great moments in history, where there'd be like a small group gathered around. And I find, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I find this bizarre. I find this whole thing bizarre. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm definitely
3: not something I've heard of. You really went uh, dumpster diving here. This is, yeah, this is the one. Here feeling. we go.
1: Now we're getting to the
2: what you and want. It feels like. It feels like, and this is no offense to the performer. It feels like she watched a couple clips of the movie and was like, "All right, got it. I'll just improvise my way around this." High kicks. High kicks. Uh, <laughs> we'll, post socks. A, we'll post a video of this. I can probably. It's almost over. Uh, this is then, one of the weirdest things I think we've ever <laughs> run into. Good
3: job.
1: Building to the bucket drop. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, so they're they're here we go.
2: And then. The bucket drop.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow! Live bucket drops. So she drops water on herself, like in the movie, but it's not on a stage, like in the movie. It is on a construction site. And then this very like well-dressed Italian announcer, I think, assumes like tells you to go on your way. Uh, did we see the audience? Let me zoom back here. You can see this is where the audience. This is like there's no like it's not an arena or anything. It's just like kind of you gather on the street. It's like you know a not sort of like cowboy yeah. show. You a lot of see. children sitting on the floor. Yeah. So flash dance. This, is, this clip is from 2014. I believe that I found a clip from 2018. So, but I don't believe the show is still happening. That being said, it's still strange to me that they went with flash dance in 2014. <laughs>
1: This feels like when someone does like a cartoony European, like, yeah, we get the Hollywood, you know, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, sexy lady, oh, flash dance, sexy lady, bucket drop. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, baby. I mean, I guess maybe uh, it's got sort of like, you know, Europe, from what I understand, is a little more comfortable with a little sexuality. And they were like, oh, flash dance. Yes, this is the perfect uh, street type show to give uh, families when they come to Movie Land Park. It does feel, yeah, a little sexier than what would be in an American park. Yeah, so I don't know if we consider this technically a stunt show. If you want to disqualify me, I'm comfortable with it. But she is on elevation. She's not just dancing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's heights at play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I hmm I don't I'm not in the mood to disqualify right. it. That's fine. I, don't have I really enjoyed it. it. <laughs> um and the answer by the way is that she aimed the the bucket kind of at her torso and not at the wig. Because I do think the wig would have come off. Great so her hair does not yeah. go.
2: And she's got to do this a lot of different times a day, I imagine. So yeah, you can't soak a wig because they probably only have one wig. Um, I think so. <laughs> Or maybe there's two. A big lice risk at this park. Two wigs,
1: perhaps. So- all right, Mac, you take the wig. You're doing two o'clock. I'm going to lunch and have a smoke.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I was, so I looked, and I lo- I was looking, and it, first of all, I got, it was very confusing because there's a movie park in Germany, and it's not this. This is movie land, and it is, I don't know if, if either of you looked into any of this like there's a place called garda land and that has many different things it has a water park it has movie land and it has a medieval times apparently whoa so it's this big sort of a piece of property in italy Um, garda land garda land it's g-a-r-d-a-l-a-n-d next to lake garda that's why oh right 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 um okay so, I was looking through MovieLand, and I believe the Flashdance show is gone. Oh. So, oh. I was... I, yes. I was looking through, and, and this might open up a whole other can of worms that we will end up getting into in another episode. Because they have a lot of different shows. They have Medusa... And it says Medusa, Epic Show. They have something called Choice of New Generation, which is new 80s films and spot symbols of pop culture. And it's pretty clear in there that Doc Brown is in the show. There's oh, a young man. What? There's Great. a young man in a Doc Brown outfit at the front of the show. And I think if you look around, there's there's like a guy dressed as Terminator. This seems to be more of a dance show, so I didn't want to put it in the stunt show. Although, to be fair, I also didn't watch it. I just think that this is, we're going to have to get into choice of new generation. Uh, There is also an actual stunt show at Movie Land called U.S. Army Stunt Show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very good.
2: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Which I think we can for sure pencil that in for Stunt Show Showdown 3. There's man, yeah, absolutely. They have a
3: there's somewhere uh, they have something called Time Voyagers. Yes, I saw Time Voyagers. Oh my god, it's like a really chintzy Mount Rushmore with a like a pirate and a conquistador (laughs) and a Native American and a headdress and an
2: astronaut. Yes, there is something called Sweet Nightmare Opera Rock.
1: All right, let's, not- be, let's be real here. 40% of European theme parks are just the fronts for laundering, plundered World War II riches. <laughs> that they still well, haven't. They've, they laundered it long ago, and then they just kept running the park because everyone forgot why they first opened, like, U.S. Army stunt show.
2: I will say, Movie Land is doing a hell of a job doing it. They have something called Bandito Live that says, help the sheriff to capture the infamous Bandito. Will you make it? (laughs) (laughs) There is something called Voices Magic. The Thousand Voice Man arrives in movie land. Oh, The Thousand Voice Man? The Thousand Voice Man. And what I believe has replaced Flashdance is something called Full Candy Jacket. (laughs) Ah, what a phrase and let me show you a picture from full candy jacket i'm texting it to you right now it is a like Marilyn monroe uso style show on the same stage that flash dance happened
1: peanut butter filled chocolate covered full candy jacket
3: (laughs) It's a yeah. It's Marilyn is kind of swooning, surrounded by USO guys, and Marilyn has a very visible tattoo that says "Never Stop Dreaming." (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Uh, And I'll let you. I'll send you. I have the link to the show here. We don't have to watch it like this, but I'll. You'll get to see that it's it's very much the same set, but it says "Full Candy Jacket," and it's painted (laughs) on the bricks behind uh, the performers. Um, and they've reconfigured it to, I guess, look a little bit, I don't know, more like the turn of the century. Not turn of the century, but like around, I guess this is World War Two. Mid-century, yeah. Mid-century is really what I meant. Uh, they so- painted the cans to say gasoline. Right. Uh, so anyway, I guess really this is sort of a backdoor pilot for a Movie Land episode.
3: <laughs> um, I, I think it's coming to me, and if you'll let me just pitch you here on the show... Because we have done very little in, in the way of strange European theme parks. Yes. And I think it's time. This really gets me in the mood. And I'm going to propose a month or, or a series, however long we want to make it, a series uh, called Podcast the Rides European Vacation. Oh, that's great. <laughs> where we just <sighs> do, uh, we cover, yeah, try to hop all, like maybe don't eat, try to not repeat a country, try oh, to like, that's do good. like a rail trip. This is our studying abroad month, <laughs> and yeah. we, uh, yeah. we, we do a You know, it's, hey, we're, we're cooped up right now. We can't travel. We're not going to be in Europe for a while. Let's, uh, yeah, let's take a little European adventure with the podcast. That's oh, fun. I, yeah. yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, maybe I before blogs. the summer's through. Yeah. That, I think that could be really fun.
1: Doing virtual. Uh, a lot of blogs are doing virtual tours, virtual vacations. like, yeah, let's get on that bandwagon, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. I want to talk about Diabolique in Vertigo, which is a thrill ride uh, at Movie Land. And they also I said Bandito had a live show. He also has a CGI three D adventure. <laughs> the character Whoa. appears in two the character appears in two different uh rides or performances. Cool. So I um, will Movie Land is on on the docket. That's definitely well. Maybe we kick it off there.
3: We'll figure out the the best itinerary to cover the most ground. But uh, I,
2: yeah, let, let's have a let's have a European adventure. That's
3: Ciao, great.
1: Bella. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we, we will post links to the all of this, obviously. But then, flash dance, so you can enjoy what Italian children have been, had been enjoying for years. Um, I don't. I don't
3: know if this is a good idea, but I was when I, I when I studied abroad, I went to um, Interlaken, Switzerland, and there was a theme park that I walked up to and was too cheap to go into. Uh, and I'm looking it up now, and it was called Jungfrau Park, and it was only open for like three years, and that apparently was the time that I walked outside of it. And it is all about like extraterrestrial theories. Um, oh like wow! It was, like it's a theme park that as I'm. <laughs> Going through it, it's about, like, uh, the Mayan calendar and cargo cults. (laughs) And much like um, you're at Disneyland, uh, some article called this place a cultural Chernobyl.
1: (laughs) Well, I think we found our first port of call. (laughs) (laughs) Young
3: Frau Park. We're
1: coming. Young Frau Park.
3: Weird. It's, like, about crop circles and stuff. It's a theme park about... Alien conspiracy theories. Jesus, I love that. I mean, I, why
2: didn't I go in there? Yeah, Man. I mean, that's. I'm upset. F- I'm upset at you. I was right there. Oh my. Whoa, and
3: I was there literally several months after they opened the crop circle area. Oh my God. Oh Jesus, I was oh. an idiot. Oh, I'm so mad at you. Um. All right. Well, I'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure out our our Europe itinerary. So but you, oh my God, this is a great idea.
2: So if we have to judge my pick for stunt Mm -hmm. show the flash dance stunt show i'll call it
3: (laughs) (laughs) um i i i can't see not calling this a a perfect
2: aerial flip okay jason what do you think
1: i'll I'll give it the same you know she she had to sign some waivers had the train of like okay make sure to climb this this way you know there's some risk there
2: yeah okay great wow lasted for a long time
3: We'll,
1: we'll see if full geez. candy
2: jacket has the staying power. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and you can't you you know, you can't grade down something that led to our upcoming vacation together. That's true, yeah. That's yeah. true. I'm really excited. Okay, well, that brings us to my uh, stunt show, the third and final stunt show. And you know what? Why introduce it myself when I could let uh, one of my favorite actors (laughs) tell the tale?
2: Hi, I'm David Hasselhoff. You know, on Baywatch, we make it all look so easy. Now, come watch the SeaWorld pros and see for yourself how wild it really is. The new live Baywatch at SeaWorld adventure show. All the life-saving, wave-breaking, pulse-pounding drama of Baywatch.
3: In the surf-shattering, sun-splashing, high-soaring splendor of SeaWorld. New Baywatch at SeaWorld. It's making quite a splash. It's making good. Wow. Yeah, we're talking Baywatch. If you listen to the show a lot, you know that I uh, become a big Baywatch fan. Thanks to Baywatch Remastered, which recently went up on uh, Amazon and Hulu. Beautiful film transfers uh, mixed with very awful new music created to replace the unclearable 90s uh, pop songs that were originally in the show. <laughs> um Just that ad gives me a lot of feels. Hearing words like wave breaking and surf shattering. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, Um, but it it all sounds cool. Um, Yeah, this was at SeaWorld, and it was at... uh, I don't know if this is all the SeaWorlds, but it was at four SeaWorlds, um, those being San Antonio, San Diego, Orlando, and Cleveland. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I uh, yeah why it's like all <laughs> Orlando makes sense. San Diego makes sense and Cleveland. I don't know. I guess I think it may be also on a lake, uh, probably much like, uh, the, um, uh, uh New Jersey one you mentioned, Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, we're, we're in some similar territory. Uh, you and I, Jason, it's a beloved nineties action property. Uh, it is a show involving jet skis. I'm sure you can imagine. Um, you know, uh, my my recent love of Baywatch. It's it's been so much fun diving into Baywatch, and I I was trying to meditate on on why and try to make the sell on Baywatch a little more. And I I realize that it, it shares so much in common with the Full House. It's kind of like all the same stuff I like about Full House, where it's it's. It's a lot of big swings and really ludicrous stories and extremely incorrect takes on pop culture. Like, they're making stabs like, this is what the kids like, right? And they are completely wrong at every turn. Um, a lot of magic and amnesia and flashbacks and things that it shouldn't have. Uh, uh, Beach Boys and Little Richard, both on on Baywatch and Full House. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll, I think the... Uh, the stunt show carries some of the Baywatch spirit with it. Um, you know, it's not always super affiliated and there's no characters. That's the thing that I will say. I think you're watching essentially a separate branch of Baywatch at each SeaWorld park um, that you're attending the show, uh, all united by an opening message from Mitch Buchanan as played by <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Um, but it, you know, I think it, sh- it has the Baywatch spirit in that the plot is uh is is pretty biz- bizarre and contrived and insane um so let me share the screen one more time and once again um let mr hasselhoff do the talking so if you're ready let me set the scene the beach in boardwalk before you has been closed since
2: 1942 it was voluntarily donated by the owners to help in the war effort no one knows exactly what went on here or can be
3: reopened they watch needs to complete a thorough safety inspection so unless you know exactly what you're doing these waters are off limits <laughs> <laughs> um so it's strange that uh, just a few moments ago jason you mentioned that um this european park was a a, a front for world war ii yeah um, because that's yeah. <laughs> kind of the plot of the show um <laughs> This beach has been closed since the war. It was used in the war effort. So like used to fire bombs th- from I don't know. Is it just like loaded f- front to back with weaponry? I don't know what happened here. Or like no Mitch didn't go into detail.
1: Keep up morale on the home front. Like well, people need a little little bit of entertainment, you know
3: oh, maybe there was a lot of USO-type shows at this play, a lot yeah. of full, uh, full candy, candy jackets. jackets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it all ties together. Um, a- as it goes on, I, there's kind of the implication that this, that, yeah, Mitch kind of says it that it's uh, it's unsafe, and uh, you know there, there might be some World War II remnants on this beach. Now, I don't know why we're there. They shouldn't have allowed us to be in the stands at this beach, Um, But nonetheless, we're there. But they can't really do anything on the beach uh, until Baywatch has done a proper inspection. And that is kind of the central uh, conflict of the show, because uh, Baywatch says nobody can be here, but somebody else has a different idea. And that's DJ Johnny Jam. (laughs) <laughs> DJ DJ Johnny Jam is determined that this exact beach, World War II Artillery Beach, is the perfect place to have Beach Fest 96. <laughs> um, I don't have the clip queued up, but uh, it is uh, described as the biggest, the baddest, the coolest event of the year. And then, oh, yeah, by Yellow Plays. Uh, as well as an original song Which goes something like Beach first, beach first Kick some spray, beach first Come kick on, let's sp- jam <laughs> Kick some spray Kick some spray <laughs> uh, Once something Has been sprayed, it's kind of dissipated And I, it's, yeah. you're not really able To kick it
0: Kick th- some
3: spray Yeah <laughs> Kick some spray seems like it like traded back and forth between languages a couple times before. Yeah. <laughs> that started as Let's Rock and then it got translated and translated back four times and now it's Kick some spray.
2: Kick some spray seems like it would be uh like Ocean Spray's tagline. Like the the juice Ocean Spray. Hell yeah. <laughs> kick some spray. <laughs> drink, Your drink. Grapefruit grapefruit juice. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and then it's just like yeah, really, really fake flat prune juice. You yeah. don't understand why you're kicking spray by drinking this. But they like um, saw
2: they saw like the Sunny D commercial, and they're like, "We need attitude in the '90s, like this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mostly Sunny D
3: influenced. <laughs> we gotta get right. the yeah. Sunny D crowd yeah. in, kick the uh, spray, kick the POG crowd in. But yeah, um,
1: <laughs> this was a a regular occurrence in Baywatch episodes, right? Like the antagonist would be some suburban nightmare fan death wish style. Like these teens, they've got a new, they've got a new drug called like the itchy, like, and it's like, they you, get, you do the drug by scratching and that's how it gets into your bloodstream.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> I have found the
2: uh, tagline for ocean spray products from the nineties. Oh yeah. Cra- crave the wave. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh wait, there's another one too. It's your zing. <laughs> crave the wave, uh, crave the wave, and it's your zing.
1: Slay the bay. <laughs> the beaches have been overrun by teens ODing on zing. We've got to do something about it.
3: <laughs> it's a powerful new drug. That's also a juice. <laughs> um there there is a pretty crazy overlap honestly between this and uh, an earlier episode of Baywatch in that it's about the tension between the Baywatch lifeguards and a very callous cocky DJ who thinks he can do whatever he wants on the beach and in the episode of the show that i'm talking about that DJ is not DJ Johnny Jam mm. but DJ Larry Lumen Large as played by Jeff Garland. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So he might not be aware that his story may have been sort of the inspiration for a stunt show that ran for several years. I
2: I would bet he is not aware of that. <laughs> and if we made him aware, he would say, uh, he would say Oh, okay. Wow.
3: <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, so, I will tell, I will tell him. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. let him know. They didn't carry on the Larry Lumen large uh, moniker. Um, I like la- I, I got curious about that episode and uh, he's on record in some interview saying that it happened because he was at a wedding and met a guy who was a producer of Baywatch. And he was like, "I love Baywatch." And he said the guy said, "All right, you're going in the show." And then he was, <laughs> "Wow." <laughs> it's just a little like casual, but they like wrote it for him. Wow, that's great. Man, the luxury of being... That was pre-curb, too. He he had enough clout even then to get a whole Baywatch devoted to him.
2: (laughs) Damn. Larry Um, Lumen Large.
3: Larry Lumen Large. Um, But uh, this is DJ Johnny Jam. Uh, He shows up, starts leading Beach Fest 96, um, and uh, that consists of... uh, That's kind of the excuse to just do like a bunch of water tricks that might be in any show. Um, there's just like a lot of good, you know, just, just really good, uh, basic, you know, um, like barefoot water skiing and ramp jumps. Um, there's, you know, there's danger along the way. At some point there's a, uh, there's a runaway boat, just a boat without a driver. I don't know how they're doing that. If that's remote controlled or if, uh, you know, there, there's somebody that just like ducking low. Um, but somebody has to do a jump from a, a piloted boat onto the runaway boat to take control of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's not all water stunts. There's also a, um, at least the Orlando one had a huge inflatable pink boom box. That's pretty great. Um, once the, and there's t-shirt cannons, you can't have a beach fest without t-shirt cannons. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. You know, in fact, the uh, lyric of the song uh, states a, a pretty logical uh, sense. Uh, if you're going to, if you're going to have a beach fest, then you got to have fun. <laughs> I wouldn't, dis- I can't dispute that. No, that's true. So uh, then there's a, there's a race of souped up bathtubs, like uh, a bunch of, bunch of beach, kook locals all drive around oh, wow. like here's a here's a bathtub that looks like a big rubber duck or something
1: wow um, kind of predicted the uh red bull fluke dog if you know fluke yes yes
3: <laughs> um, you have to remember this was a pre-fluke dog time <laughs> beach fest 96 is the original fluke
1: in the before times pf pre-fluke dog <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, Mike you say you're making a beeline to, to uh, Magic Mountain I'm going I'm hitting The next flu tug <laughs> once the <laughs> lockdown's over we've all got our spots i <laughs> um, not That I did it before but now you know I'm, I'm doing that and like the uh, Coney Island hot dog contest Oh um, <laughs> well, Jason will see you there Yeah we yeah. should That would be a pretty good because that's at Coney Island Right yeah Boy, going to the hot dog uh, Contest Ameri- Did you ever go, Jason?
1: America is open. No, I've never been to the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I have to think I mean every every um East Coast beach is just a shit show on Fourth of July. I have to imagine Coney Island is disgusting <laughs> at the hot dog fest.
3: Uh oh, yeah, when you when you add the crowds and the insane heat to a bunch of uh, water soaked hot dog buns.
1: Yes. Yeah. Competitive eaters, uh, very normal. Normal lifestyle culture, you know.
3: <laughs> the documentary, the 30 for 30 about it, is uh, genuinely wonderful, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. Extremely, extremely moving, uh, if you can imagine that. Um, but so, uh, anyway, all this nonsense is going on. Um, they think they're just having fun, souped up bathtubs. They kind of announced that they imply they're going to light off some fireworks. And that's when uh, they've crossed the line. And the Baywatch team shows up, and they say, shut it down. They're, they're shutting down the beach. They're the Jaws mayor. Uh, not the mayor. They're the Jaws, everyone but the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so in this, like, it's kind of weird because Baywatch are the heroes, but by telling just showing up and shutting down the fun and telling everyone to play it safe, they're sort of the villains in a way. Because we were having fun with bathtubs and then they end all the fun.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um,
3: so I don't end up really on their side. And then all, obviously also they're missing the, you know, they, they can't be as sexy as that flash dance show. Um, so you're missing the, you know, the, the horrible 90s term, the jiggle uh, <laughs> appeal of of Bay White. It's definitely not as sexy as the show. You don't right. have the uh, you know yeah you don't have the big curves on the one pieces. I think everybody might be in shorts even. You might it might not even be full uh, swimsuit attire. So it's not it giving more, you the full baywatch experience in that Is regard. it more suggestive than the flash dance? I would say it is not. Okay. I think she is I think that flash dance woman is dressed skimpier than the uh, you know than the family right. So it's
2: family family friendly baywatch. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: uh it really ups the safety component above the sexy component. Right. Sure. Um, Which puts it sort of at a a detriment. That's not to say that the Baywatch team doesn't have fun as well. I think they even say, um, well, they say unsafe is uncool. And then that mm. gets an applause from the audience. Yeah, mm. <laughs> hell yeah! Um, and then they say, "We'll show you how to have fun without hurting anybody." Oh
1: my god! <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, cool! Let's
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, start of um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is good technically.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't believe it. Someone has to be hurt somewhere for fun to be it. Scott,
1: can you clarify something about Baywatch for me? Baywatch operated on MacGyver and Batman rules and that they were good guys, but they didn't use a gun. Like, they could get in fights, but they would have to hit people with, like, oars and buoys. Is that correct?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you can you can knock people into the water. Yeah, But, yeah, it always ends up at that very Batman-y point where somebody is, you know about to drown or fell off the boat or is dangling for their life off a cliff. And then they will save them. Yeah. Even if
1: but Baywatch nights,
3: Baywatch nights had guns, had right? a
1: gun. David Hasselhoff had a gun. <laughs> Most
3: likely. Yeah. I mean, what's more distracting is that it had, you know, like ghosts and <laughs> um, <laughs> possessions. Um I mean, it has the coolest weapon in the entire Baywatch which is that when a, viking comes back to life and then perishes that mitch is insistent on giving him a viking funeral and perfectly fires a flaming b- b- uh, arrow <laughs> out of a bow into a lake and yells valhalla as he does so <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is like, why is Mitch, Mitch is a perfect flaming bow and arrow <laughs> firer on top of being a detective and a lifeguard? Was he shooting those at the same time? Those shows, uh, he was, and not only that. Um, there's a the first couple seasons of Baywatch are a little dull. Um, it was originally on NBC, and it was just more of kind of a staid drama, and there was a pretty boring character played by Parker Stevenson, who is. Um, a lawyer and a lifeguard, both. And you, you, could just, you, you lose him. He's no good. You got to wait for, you know, uh, Pam Anderson and y- Yasmin Yasmeen Bleeth, I feel like is the, 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 the sleeper, like best character in the show. Yeah. So when they show up, it's really operating, you know, on all cylinders. And I was, I got curious, like, you know, there's this sweet spot, like the Simpsons it has like, here's the seasons where it was absolutely the best. And I was like, is it the same seasons they were also making Baywatch nights and absolutely it lines up. (laughs) I forget. It's like 95 to 97 or something. Like they were so exhausted that logic went out the window. It's like, these are full, these are not only like, you know, it's not like Netflix size 10 episode. These are like 24 episode seasons for both series. So Hasselhoff (laughs) is like making a hundred episodes a year they're all really involved like stunts and water work it's there's such complicated shows and And he's in every like he's in he's in so many scenes right (laughs) he's certainly not in every scene but yeah but he's in every episode right yeah and doing a lot punching and diving and kicking and arrow throwing
1: and were they prime time or syndicated
3: Um, All
1: syndicated. Okay.
3: It was only primetime in season one uh, for NBC. They canceled it, and then uh, they were able to parlay um, Hasselhoff's European popularity into (laughs) getting it on syndication, and it became just the biggest cash cow ever. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They live the dream. Um, Much respect to (laughs) Team Baywatch. Um, So, anyway, uh, they show up. They have fun without hurting anybody. Um, They... Uh, they all dance a lot, like all the lifeguards do a dance that somehow imparts safety. Um, I think at some point they dance to the song Come on, Baby, and Rescue Me. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. The songs tie in. Um, I'm trying to think am what I'm, what I'm missing here. Well, so that tension that I was describing, um, you know, beach fest people are all dancing. Then the lifeguards are all dancing. Uh, but then it comes to Ed because... They discover a World War II torpedo in the sand. And I might have gotten a little fuzzy. If you can imagine that watching the single camcorder feed that went for 50 minutes, um, that I went in and out of paying attention, but the torpedo gets fired. And I'm not sure what, like did the DJ somehow commandeer the torpedo and say, launch it? I think it's, I think they want to like, launch the fire like start the fireworks with a torpedo hmm and you're thinking dj what with jimmy jams what is his name not jimmy jam but johnny
2: jam johnny jam i'm sorry that's his brother jimmy
3: yeah yeah related to the the Mm. janet
2: jackson producer yes so you're thinking maybe the dj set off the bomb but it's not clear i think it might be like as part of the show or that or baywatch
3: did it to, but, like, how are they qualified? They aren't explosives experts. No.
0: I'm no, not this... sure.
3: I don't know how this plays out, but a, a torpedo is fired, and then the DJ says, uh, like, oh, okay, well, we had nothing to worry about. That was a dud, and then a bunch of explosives and pyro go off. So it was not a dud. This whole thing happened on top of an active World War II torpedo. <laughs>
2: There's so much crossover, honestly, between the th- our three uh, stunt shows.
1: Yeah,
3: it's the crazy. war looms large. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, lethal weapons such as torpedoes.
2: Mm-hmm. What would you so if you were assessed like if you were to take the stunt show and put it in TV show form? Do you think this would be one of your well, how would you assess it as maybe just a show if you were to adapt to this? I know it's been adapted before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do you think like that's is that it's, has there been something like that? Is a DJ set off a World War II bomb?
3: Um, I mean, it seems like something they would do. Uh, and with the nods to the past, it feels like very, um, very Baywatch nights. Um, the only way I think it could be better is if like a ghost of an old soldier came back who's who's like a world war ii general um who's like one of the major uh macarthur
1: um, yeah okay or, ghost of um, macarthur uh, comes back uh rommel the desert fox
3: <laughs> oh sure that was uh that was conan's nickname for me at the show i'm not oh, really. sure why i um, the desert fox <laughs> I, I think he thought my name sounded Germanic. I don't know. Okay. Hmm, um, that's not funny. as Germanic as Hasselhoff, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, anyway, uh, oh, wait, no, it was the desert rats. Um, <laughs> right, I had that wrong. it was, it was Rommel's something I, I was related to Rommel. I didn't understand because he knows about history and I don't anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I even got the name wrong just now. Um, uh, yeah, as far as it being a show, I mean, I think it could easily be an episode of Baywatch because so much time is killed with dancing. Definitely seems like something they would mm-hmm. do. Also similar to Full House in that, like, if they can think of a reason to have a band come by, that's half an hour of the show right there.
2: Right, right, right. That would kill so much time.
3: Yeah, they have a ton of things where, like, um, a, uh, like a magazine is begging Hasselhoff to put him on the cover like we're profiling local heroes and you're one of the biggest local heroes of all. No, no, no. I'm just in it for the work. I'm in it to save lives. And then he relents and they do do a sexy photo shoot with him. And that montage takes like seven minutes. Cause it's all <laughs> slow motion. Um, perfect excuse to kill a bunch of time. Uh, so any, but uh, it, you know, funny you mentioned that um, there, there was a crossover between the show and this stunt show, and it's why I became aware of this. Um, because in the episode Baywatch at SeaWorld, they killed a bunch of time by just showing the show for a while.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> so just all of the beats of it, all of the Beach Fest 96 shit, DJ Johnny Jam is there. Um it, it's they work it into the plot, and I should say, by the way, this is the second SeaWorld episode of Baywatch. They've already been to SeaWorld. They're doing it again. They did Universal Studios, too. So I also love it for that reason. It's a show that'll kill tons of time at a theme park. Um, And the idea is that there's a stunt show at SeaWorld that's struggling, and they're looking for a sponsor. And meanwhile, Baywatch is looking for a a way to get the word out about the work that they do. So they decide to sponsor the stunt show. So in this world a local lifeguard team in from L.A. has decided to sponsor a San Diego SeaWorld stunt show.
2: Hmm. Huh?
3: Hmm. I don't okay. understand. I don't know why in this universe. Why would you go to this? Like you, you would have no way we'd be so confused as theme park fans. Like this is a stunt show based on like a. A team of like seven lifeguards in Santa Monica.
1: That have the discretionary funds to fund a stunt show two and a half hours away?
3: <laughs> By all means, let's not, let's not give raises to the people who work here. To the seasonal employees who have nothing to do from September till, mm. uh, till uh, April. Um, no, no, no. Let's sponsor a SeaWorld show. Um, also, they play the Baywatch theme song within the show, and you uh, you got to ask what what is that to them? Well, just like if the Simpsons song plays in the Simpsons, what did they they don't know what that
2: song is? Right. That's, that's guess, They would become like self aware at that point, and their brain might de- like be destroyed. Um, yeah, that might be that
3: might be my note for the episode like they they they, all the lifeguards should have started asking these questions cj should have asked all these questions and then all their brains should have blown up (laughs) um anyway they bring this up like what if we sponsored a a stunt show collectively and they and then it's like all right well we'll go pitch it and then another scene happens and then when you come back there's (laughs) you're just looking at the outside of baywatch lagoon stadium and uh, and there's a giant merchandise cart with the Baywatch logo all over it. And I like, well, I guess the pitch went fine then. Um, and a Baywatch lifeguard is directing the show. So they've not only allowed Baywatch to brand their show, but they're letting a lifeguard do the theme park directing work. Hmm.
2: Wow. The, uh, I think it's so funny, the idea of like just the like baywatch writers just being like all right i don't know and then one of them says like you know we could just use that stunt show to kill 30 minutes and they get so excited <laughs> or like yeah like what like maybe they're like oh i gotta have 20 pages in the script and they're like oh well, just maybe a stunt show maybe just put a stunt show in like, like they must it must have been it would be like me trying to fill a paper in high school it's like well it's supposed to be five pages long and i'm like i only wrote two and now i'm bored It is the writing equivalent
3: of triple spacing.
1: Uh, Yes, exactly. Get some more quotes in there, maybe a chart. Maybe photocopy a chart and paste it in.
3: Uh, Footnotes are good. If you can make the footnotes really long, then that really, yeah, that gives you a lot of the bottom. But footnotes also make you seem really smart, too. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's this. Yeah. They're 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 pulling out all the stops, but they do add a twist, which is that once the show is open. um, Yeah. As I said, they just show it all. And like the characters from the show, like Mitch and CJ, just sit and watch it for a while. You just watch them clap. And then uh, but then something happens off on the outskirts, because like the Lethal Weapon show, this is on a real lake and a, a boat of drunkards rides up and watches the show from as close as they can get to the show, um, and because they are drunkards, they knock a beer into some kerosene that's there for the onboard barbecue, and the boat is lit on fire. Oh so God. the Baywatch crew that thought that they were just going to enjoy watching a stunt show based on them has to dive into the water and go do... What they do in front of an entire stadium at SeaWorld. Wow! Whoa.
1: Very self-aware. Yeah,
3: yeah, pretty huge. Somebody yells, "That's not part of the show." Um, <laughs> and then they they do it. They save the people despite being drunkards. They decide that they deserve to live, and uh, and they get a standing ovation from the entire SeaWorld audience. So uh, wow. it's 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 wonderful. It's very beautiful.
1: I don't know that beer or kerosene are that unstable that they would immediately ignite. You know a
3: mild spit. It's not even like a visible puddle. Yeah. It's like a, a couple of drips and then the entire boat is on fire. You you don't,
1: you don't really see a lot of like action movies where it's like, uh, I need to make a Molotov cocktail. Someone hand me that beer. <laughs> <laughs> Might be too much. I, it's not the best starter. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> hmm.
2: This sounds like the perfect plot of like the sixties Batman show where like they went to see a stunt show based on Batman and like batman's just going to watch and then he has to get involved.
3: Oh, yeah. yes. And then it's like kind of unclear who's the real batman and who's the stunt batman.
2: Right, but like yeah, batman and robin are just going to like support the effort, the creative effort of the stunt show.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're they're commended, they get a prize at the end and like, mm-hmm. well, we're not here for the spotlight. That's what the Hard-working theme park performers, right? Struggle valiantly every day. That's what they deserve the spotlight. They're the heroes. Just quiet, humble crime fighters. That's all. But anyway, thanks for the medal. (laughs) Um, So, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's all made. uh, It's all elevated for me by the fact that it was um, part of the uh, uh, part of the real show. Um, Now, if there was ever anything that would knock one of these three that we're profiling from perfect aerial flip to miss aimed kick in the dick. It may be that there was a horrible accident in the Cleveland version oh, no. of the show. Uh, and this footage of it on YouTube that I don't recommend watching uh, where a boat uh, just like is plowing towards the audience and then does plow oh my God. into the audience. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really Really bad. Nobody died, which makes it a little more acceptable to uh, laugh about slightly. Um, mm. But it's bad. The video's bad. They, they warn you in the video. It's bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and let me. Yeah, I crashed after a mechanical failure. Um, so I, uh, you know, fun that everybody dances to "Come on, Baby" and rescue me. Not so fun that it, a grisly accident happened. No. Uh, sea Cleveland's Cleveland was not long for this world. Uh, And it it actually became a Six Flags in 2001, and now I think is nothing. I think it may not be there at all. Perhaps an Ohioan uh, listening can let us know. Um, But I wonder if that kind of portended the end of uh, the Baywatch stunt show and SeaWorld Cleveland in general.
1: I guess you could say the minds behind the Baywatch show at SeaWorld Cleveland we're not always ready, and they did indeed let that boat out of their sight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm looking, Scott, I'm looking at a clip here from the show that says Baywatch at SeaWorld, and it says Baywatch at SeaWorld, this is the description, in Cleveland, Ohio, with Rose, Something I'm not sure this woman's name, in the beginning, and then it says Typhoon Tommy is at the 55 second mark
3: typhoon tommy typhoon
2: tommy i don't recall what
3: typhoon tommy is all
2: about could that been a i I don't have any other information could that just be maybe a performer that went by that moniker
3: yeah possibly maybe that was a specific person doing a uh, a
2: trick or a flip because at 55 it looks like he's just hanging off of a boat oh maybe so Uh, So typhoon um, tommy was hanging off of a boat
3: It all culminates in a a jump off of a ramp where there's uh, four guys um, all on skis doing a jump at the same time. That's kind of what the thing builds to. Um, And it's pretty impressive. There's also a part where all the Baywatch uh, lifeguards all do a pyramid together, which I don't (laughs) know why they would... I don't know why a bunch of lifeguards are doing a a pyramid, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's cool. Um, I should also say something I like, uh, which is that um, Pamela Anderson, her character CJ... Uh, spends the episode caring for animals at SeaWorlds, including an, an injured sea lion. That's what a lot of the, the episode is about. Uh, in real life, Pamela Anderson is a huge anti-SeaWorld activist. Right. Um, mm. She may like, yeah, major animal rights person and has campaigned against them. So it's, very, it's weird to watch her in this now, um, you know, like reciting gunpoint lines about, this place is really good to the animals, and if this wasn't here, a lot of animals could get a lot more hurt. <laughs>
2: um it's i want i assume i wonder if i mean does she has she denounce this episode i don't know if she's had to
3: publicly address it maybe after we bring it up uh, she will i'm not asking her to i think it's pretty cool that she was uh you know she was being fed the party line in the 90s and today is like uh fuck that noise yeah I also really? think she's cool because she married producer John Peters to pay off her debts and then divorced him 12 days
2: later. Oh, that's the wow, greatest story wow. I've ever heard. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yes. That's uh, what a, a delight. Other, I would like to talk about that for an hour, but we're almost at the end of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're,
3: yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty close. But yeah, um, this year, <laughs> married and divorced as and fast as He divorced. As you can.
2: He, divorced a, he was about to marry a woman and broke up with her.
3: Oh, to do so that he so could achieve to, the dream of marrying Pam Anderson. Yes,
2: and his, and then they were married for a couple of weeks. He had paid off her bills, and then she divorced him.
3: Wow, damn! Wow, yes. cool. John,
2: John Peters is the guy who Kevin Smith has that story about um, producing Superman that never happened
3: with the spider, with the, with spider. the giant, yeah, mechanical spider. We're getting a spider in there that
2: ended up in Wild Wild West because John Peters was a, obsessed with the idea of a giant spider in a movie.
3: Jeez. And a former uh, hairdresser, Barbara, Barbara hair Streisand. Dresser. Barbara, yeah. married
2: to Barbara Streisand? Yeah, uh, yes. Tentatively, I, yes. Until I do a quick Google search here. I'm uh, sure. No, or I'm just wrong. Nope. Dated though. Maybe just dated. Sorry. He was wow. married to Leslie Ann Warren though jeez
3: mm. oh wow oh so good in clue which i just watched wow yeah uh what a dating lineup
1: um, um scott that sea world in cleveland i realized it sounded familiar to me and uh it got roped into the uh g uh, giaga giaga lake uh okay. story uh it, it's the whole thing where like uh, a theme park kept changing hands and then uh, it got roped into the Six Flags World of Adventure, which the World got uh, molded into. And then it became a Wild Water Kingdom, which is also the name of um, a Cedar Fair water park at Dorney Park in Pennsylvania. It's a whole thing. Okay. I believe a listener uh, who is working for a Cleveland media outlet had made a video about the history of uh, Ge- Geauga Lake. Yaga like I do not know how to pronounce it. Um. Okay. But yeah, there's a whole massive larger story about this area, this entertainment complex.
3: Oh mm. weird. Oh so just like traded hands a ton traded hands and, uh, a ton,
1: pretty much owned by anyone who can own a theme park of this size.
3: Jeez. Now now been demolished it
1: seems like. I think Wildwater Kingdom it looks like it closed in 2016.
3: Jeez. Hmm. Uh well happier times when uh, Mitch and the gang were uh, imparting uh, the important lesson of keeping it safe on World War II <laughs> artillery strewn beaches. Mm. Um. Uh. What do we think? Uh, what's What's our What's I think our This is
2: another winner. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Despite the despite the accidents. Despite the accidents, yes. Wow. I think this is another winner. It's a yeah. great IP. It's a great IP yeah yeah oh and i boy and it's a winner without even me me me
3: forgetting the detail that it's full of something called an air chair oh my gosh! Mm. like a guy's like on a chair that's also a water ski and in the boy in the baywatch episode so many times dj johnny jam says and there he is on the air chair
1: like the (laughs) fan man
3: i yeah that's kind of a kind of a new generation of fan man um tired fan man wired air chair um yeah well congrats uh to baywatch and to all three of the these for being perfect aerial flips y'all did it
2: yeah the trifecta
3: wow wow and uh and a little vacation has been inspired um this was uh very fun very positive very productive yeah we really did it
2: we really did
3: it congrats guys um I, I don't know i don't need a stunt your way to
2: uh yeah uh, i feel like I ran, I ran out of energy five minutes ago <laughs>
1: enjoy Wait, we don't have energy enjoy the rest of your day in your podcast oh, yeah. app crave crave the wave crave the wave
2: <laughs> what was the it's, other one kick the spray kick the sp- kick the spray yeah. yeah kick
3: the spray kick some spray kick some spray um, yeah, okay. Well, that's the way to do it then with a little uh, DJ Johnny Jam attitude. And since we've temporarily retired our typical uh, episode ender, let's say thanks for kicking some spray with us here at Podcast the Ride. For more Podcast the Ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for the guitar. Yeah, here, th- here th- throw it in. Hell yeah. Uh, for more Podcast the Ride surf shattering energy, check out our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> gate perfect excellent shredding. in and if you want to break even more waves head to podcast the ride the second gate at podcast the ride at patreon.com slash podcast the ride
1: make, <laughs> make sure to get your spent bullet casing on the way out
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and now gentlemen as we end uh, every episode let's all reach up grab the rope uh, above us and uh, douse ourselves with water.
1: This is also this oh, is
3: like
2: cats. We're just like, sounding like cats now.
1: This <laughs> <laughs> is a, a thin line
2: thing. between
3: <laughs> shredding and and mewing and mewing. Um, oh. All right. Well, uh, great. Let's, uh, let's let's go out on that. Uh, here, maybe one more in, in mass, and uh, uh, goodbye. Meow,
1: meow, meow, Bye, Forever
3: dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.